Today's show brought to you by Redcon1.com. That's right. Click the link at the bottom of the podcast app in which you are listening to this on. Check them out. Use promo code T20Cortimus. That's right. Redcon1.com. There's nothing special about being American. None of you can define for me what an American is. I am the nation. I was born on July 4th, 1776, and the Declaration of Independence is my birth certificate. The bloodlines of the world run in my veins because I offered freedom to the oppressed. I am many things and many people. I am the nation. I am 200 million living souls and the ghost of millions who have lived and died for me. I am Nathan Hale and Paul Revere. I stood at Lexington and fired the shot heard around the world. Washington, Jefferson, Patrick Henry, and John Paul Jones, the Green Mountain Boys, David Crockett, and Lee. Coming to you from the D-Tom Studios in the free state of Florida, sponsored by Makers Mark Bourbon, this is Don't Tread on America. And today is March 27, 2023. Here we go. How's everybody doing out there today? Like I said, it's March 27th, 2023. I'm your host, Don Q. Don Quixote. Don Q Rum. Dairy Queen. Whatever you want to call me. Don Q. How's it going? <laughs> All right. Woo. Fired up. It's Monday. Getting over my, my ailments. Was my wife's birthday weekend I don't know how that works because the birthday was yesterday but nonetheless let's talk about our newer sponsor to the show Christian Lawson watches check them out at christianlawson.com use promo code DTOM at checkout get 30% off your purchase price check them out christianlawson.com alright so today like I said March 27th so what is special about today? It's Monday. You're welcome. No. Um, today is, oddly enough, a, a specific type of day. You know, like you have Christmas and you have Easter and Thanksgiving, whatever, whatever day you're most excited for in, in your life, birthday, anniversaries, whatever. Today is International Whiskey Day. That's right. It's a yearly celebration on March 27th. The water of life is a term given to whiskey by the Gaelic language. I'm not going to try and say what it is in Gaelic because, you know, I'm not Gaelic. So we're just going to call the water of life. 
Soon after, the name was shortened to Uesis, meaning water, and the pronunciation gradually shifted from ish to key whiskey, uh, mm, 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 sugar water. Since then, the pronunciation has stayed the same. Whiskey has a long distinguished history of careful distil- distillation dating back more than 500 years. When it came to whiskey, there's no better way to bring people together than have a few glasses and make some amazing memories. Today is an ideal day and a great opportunity for whiskey fans to indulge with a high-end bottle and some friends. And guess what we're doing here on the D-Time Show? Uh, I made me a... So you can hear that? Oh, yeah. Mm. I broke out a bottle of wild turkey. No. Um, I know we're sponsored by Maker's Mark, so I'm sorry, but I did break out a bottle of Knob Creek, nine-year-old, and uh, some Knob Creek smoked maple and made a maple old-fashioned. You're welcome. So I'm celebrating National Whiskey Day. So shall you through me. But, you know, in all fairness, I celebrate National Whiskey Day, you know, every day. So, you know, there's that. <laughs> I know someone else who's celebrating with me, Christopher J. McGillicuddy. He's not here in in the studio, but I'm sure he's celebrating wherever he's at in parts unknown. All right. Also, today is a an interesting day in history. And it's going to go along with what we're going to talk about here today. On March 27, 1775, Thomas Jefferson was elected to the Second Continental Congress as a, the Virginia delegate. At 33 years old, Jefferson quickly gained fame when he was choos- chosen to lead the drafting of the Declaration of Independence in June of 17. 17- 76. So that's a little bit of history for today. And it's interesting because prior to me actually knowing that, I uh, I already had <laughs> what I wanted to talk about today. And it, it's kind of about Thomas Jefferson. So it's just interesting that that coincides with today. But essentially, I guess... You know, and just doing some research and trying to not dwell on the the news of the day. And, and I'm going to touch on one news article that's breaking. It broke about two hours ago, two or three hours ago. Um, and that kind of goes with what we're going to talk about here today. But um, obviously, there's no new news about Trump. So same old, same old. So we're not going to dwell on that. Um so I could talk about the same old bullshit that everyone else is probably talking about. So I wanted to go down a different, a different angle, and uh, we're going to talk about the Declaration of Independence, the Bill of Rights, Thomas Jefferson, and you. What do these things mean, or what should they mean to you? So do you ever wonder why it is that the public education system does not teach the Declaration of Independence. Um, you know, schools teach, especially nowadays, we go into all <clears throat> other types of subjects, and 
<clears throat> excuse me, some are hot button issues on either side, but they will not discuss the American Declaration of Independence. Is it because the American Declaration of Independence very, very clearly says that it is the people's duty, you know, essentially, it's the people's duty to overthrow a tyrannical government, the duty of the people to overthrow any tyrannical government, there lies in the purpose of the Second Amendment. It's not about anything else. Essentially, that's the Declaration of Independence and the Bill of Rights. Our Second Amendment is so that we can be well-armed in the unlikely event that we ever have to, you know, 1776 again. Our founding fathers had literally just fought a revolutionary war. They understood the value of the people being well-armed. A little history note. The battles of Lexington and Concord that started the Revolutionary War, if you know anything about those particular little battles, those were fought over munitions depots. The In Lexington and Concord, where the colonists had their guns and the British understood that if the colonials were well-armed, they had a problem on their hands. So in the middle of the night, they try to go and take the guns. That's where the infamous British are coming. The British are coming. Paul Revere's, you know, ride. Um, because they had a system set up because they feared that the um, tyrants would come and take their guns. Does it sound a little bit familiar? Does it kind of sound about what we're going through here today? Um, I don't know, but maybe we worry about today, I think, you know, the reasons that we don't teach the Declaration of Independence to Children is because if they did, it would really just red pill the crap out of a whole bunch of young people all across the country. They would hear and read the grievances of our founding fathers, and they would say, hey, wait a minute. These are the exact same grievances that I have today. You see, history never changes. It's cyclical. It just repeats over and over and over again. We're not that far off from he, uh, history repeating itself again. And I think that that's the reason they don't talk about the Declaration of Independence in our schools. In fact, you know, another reason they don't discuss the Declaration of Independence in our schools is because the Declaration of Independence directly mentions the name of God Almighty multiple times. Read, it says that we understand that our rights are given to us by God and that the government, well, that is very revolutionary sentence. I should say, not the government. And that's a very revolutionary sentence in and of itself. It is very, very big deal whenever Thomas Jefferson wrote, we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. If that sentence alone, which thoroughly understood by all of the young people in America, would have generational switch like you've never seen before because people would understand the principle. Now, we, if you're in my age range, now we had a class when I was in school called civics, right? Where you learned about government. You learned about the branches of government. You learned about the Declaration. You learned about the Constitution. You learned about these things. You learned about... Uh, your federal government, you learned about local and state government. They, I, as far as I know, now when I was in school, back in 
1836 when I went to school with a young man named Abraham Lincoln. No. Um, you know, back in the, the 80s, late, late 80s, early 90s, I graduated in 91. It was, a, it was a mandatory class, civics was. It was like you had to have so many years of history, whether it's, it was a combination of like one year was world history, one year was American history, one year was uh, U.S. government, one year was civics. One, you know, it was kind of like a four-year situation where each year you had to have, and you had to have, it was kind of like taking English. You had to have four years of English and four years of math and, you know. And I'm not saying that schools don't have civics but if i'm not mistaken i think it's an elective you don't have to take it you can choose to take it if you so choose but you don't have to and why is that i also recall in school <laughs> i had a class called uh i want to say it was called life management okay now i will also say this it wasn't a mandatory class and it wasn't a uh, it was an elective but it was kind of like uh it counted as a math credit, I guess. And uh, it was one of those classes I took in my senior year because I didn't really need a math credit, um, but it, it, was, it was told to be an easy class. Um, one of the baseball coaches taught the class, so a lot of the baseball players took the class. So it was an easy class. But honestly, in... The class. I'm not saying the coach didn't teach us anything in the class, but um, <laughs> that, in my opinion, was one of the best classes I had in high school. Not only because we got to drink beer and smoke weed all day. No, I'm joking. It was it was a very informational class. It taught you the basics of becoming an adult, and it didn't go into any crazy shit like how babies are made or anything like that I mean obviously as a senior in high school you kind of got the idea right or you would hope anyway but it it taught you how to balance a checkbook it taught you how to just do the little things in life that kids nowadays don't have a clue and I, when I say kids nowadays I might be talking about kids that are my son's or you know my kids age that are in their late 20s early 30s and um, I remember having to teach my kids how to pay attention. And, and it's different than it was, obviously, 20, 30, 40 years ago when people carried a checkbook around and you had the register in the book and you had, oh, I paid the such and such bill. It was 100 bucks, And then you know, I had $1,000 in the bank and I paid that bill. It was 100 bucks, and I got 900 And I paid this bill. It was 50 bucks, I got 850 So on and so forth. Obviously. People don't do that anymore. I, I get that. I don't do that anymore. But, you know, most of us, as long as the banks are still around, I guess, have an app. You know, whatever bank you bank for probably has an app, and you can look at your statement at any given time of the day and see, okay, this is where I'm at. But we still don't teach kids how to budget, how to manage their money, how to manage their lives. Schools basically broke away from that and said it's the parents' duty to do that. Now, I'm not saying they're wrong, but there are a lot of shitty parents out there. I mean, just it is what it is. So, essentially, we're going to have shitty parents. If you have shitty parents, A, raising three kids and no one's teaching them the basis 
of becoming an adult, then you're going to have three, three shitty more parents right there. And the, the cycle continues, but I'm not trying to dwell on on this. <clears throat> it's just a situation of why don't we teach these types of subjects. Now, I think it's a point of what I just said. The reason they don't focus on civics and how things work is to get kids to not know. They, we've talked about this time and time again. The majority of people 30 and under get their news from Snapchat, TikTok, Twitter maybe, um, social media of some sort. And we are well aware that that whatever social media you're watching, and you might know this as long as, as everyone else knows this, it's you fall into an algorithm. So obviously if you pay attention to a certain subject or certain type of whatever, that's the kind of news you're going to see. You're not going to see the basic news. You're going to see news that favors your thought process. But on that note, if you are on social media, follow us at Don't Tread on America on Facebook, Instagram, and on the Twitter machine at DTOM underscore 1775. And uh, if you want to follow me, it's PCGC underscore 1775. And uh, if you're not on social media, that's fine. You can find us at DontTreadOnAmerica.com. On all of those situations, you can email the show. You can message the show. If you have any questions, concerns, ideas, thoughts, that's where you need to do it. You can reach me there. But um, back to what I was talking about. Um, so essentially, if you have people like me, and we have a certain way of thinking, and we have guns, and we feel like the government's doing us wrong, your kids, and I'm not talking about little kids, I'm not talking about 10, you know, 12, I'm talking about your 17, 18, 19, 20 year old kids are going to call, they're going to look at you like you're fucking crazy. My dad's crazy. He does a podcast and he talks about all this crazy shit and he's crazy. And I'm going to tell you a little, I'm going to tell you a little story. It's about a man named Jed. Okay. No, but seriously, me and my wife were watching the news this weekend and I don't recall, it was Fox, uh, you know, you know, I watch Fox, I don't recall what show we were watching, but nonetheless, there was a lady on there, and she was talking about the crashing of the American dollar, and how this is going to happen, and that's going to happen, my wife looks at me like, what is she, is that, what, what is she talking about, all these countries are going to just collapse the U.S. dollar and go, go in another direction, I'm like, yeah, well, do you, did you know about this, I said, babe, I did a show about this a year ago. <laughs> and I started looking it up, and oddly enough, this was exactly, it, this was Saturday, which was the 25th of March. I said, oddly enough, I did this show exactly a year ago today. This was on the 25th. It was March 25 of 22. Exactly a year to the date. And it, the show's titled Project Sandman. I encourage you, if you haven't, if you're newer to the show and you haven't gone back and listened to any of the older shows, that might be one to listen to. And and it's kind of, it's like I was telling my wife and you know, me and Chris were talking about this today. I was like, you know, it's it's getting to the point where I hate being right, and I'd rather be wrong. I really would rather be wrong about some of the stuff that I've talked about in the last couple of weeks. Um, it's I don't want to say it's nice to be right. But I guess when I, when I am right, 
whether it's stuff that I find and, and do on my own or if it's stuff that Chris sends me and, and I talk about, I I don't, <laughs> how, how do I want to put it? I, I like being right, obviously, because it justifies what I'm saying. Obviously, if I'm talking about Project Sandman a year ago, and I'm not going to go into the details. If you want to listen to that show, please go back. I'm probably going to do some more research and update that show, and that might be my show for Wednesday. But I encourage you, if you have the time, it's only like a, it's not even an hour show, and you, you could probably skip the first, you know, 10, 15 minutes of the show, to be honest with you, and get to the part, you know, of the Project Sandman. But I hate, <laughs> I hate and like at the same time. I hate when I do a show. And I know a year ago when I did Project Sandman, people probably listened to that show like, what the fuck is this dude talking about? Fucking all these countries aren't going to collapse on the dollar. China and Russia, this isn't going to happen. Now, like I said, a year ago, this was a month after the Ukrainian, Russian, whatever started. A month after that war started, a year ago, I was talking about this. I can almost be willing about it. And I was even telling Chris today, I said, I, I would almost be willing to bet we lost listeners over that show. And not because, I think, I think it's a situation like this. You listen to the show, and in finding my voice, our voice, of how we want to do this podcast, I'm not a radio professional by any stretch of imagination. Surely you guys know that. I'm just a dude with a full-time job and a part-time podcast trying to figure this shit out. We've had our ups and downs, and we've been stupid, and we've been serious, and I think I found the niche that this show needs to fall into, and the numbers are showing that, and I appreciate that. But <clears throat> when I did that show a year ago, I guarantee you there was a chunk of people that probably listened to the show somewhat regular, whether it's people I knew personally or just random people, that probably listened to that show and was like, what in the fuck is he talking about? And <clears throat> may have lost some listeners. Not, you know, not that we got thousands and thousands of listeners. So I can kind of tell when I lose some listeners. You understand what I'm saying? So I kind of like <laughs> when I'm right in that sense because it justifies, if I feel justified in what I'm saying, that I'm not crazy. I mean, it just so happens this month Earlier in the month, the beginning of this month, I did shows about the collapsing of civilization and the uh, how to recover from the collapse of civilization. And are we headed towards hyperflation? What are they talking about right now? The collapse of civilization and are we headed towards hyperflation? So th I think that helps me gain listeners. The folks that are listening to the show on a regular basis are saying, hey, listen to this. I know you guys are sharing it. I know you are. And I appreciate the shit out of y'all for doing that. Because that's the only way this show is going to grow. This is the only way. I don't charge you guys for anything. This isn't a Patreon podcast. I'll never do that. I will never charge for this show. But by the way, I need $20 a month for this show. No. I'll never do that. If I'm going to make money off of this show, it's going to strictly be through sponsors. That's, that's how it is. I refuse to be one of these shows that's going to say, oh, you want to hear the really good shit? Go to my Patreon and and subscribe for, you know, $10 a month, and that's where the real good shit is. Fuck that. I ain't got that kind of time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I can't imagine I would make enough money running a Patreon or subscription-based podcast to support my life to be able to commit to five, six, seven days a week of doing podcasting. 
It's not going to happen. I'm lucky I can squeeze out these three a week. As a matter of fact, I have to do five this week, and today's Monday, and this is number one because I need to get a couple in the hopper for next week because I'm going to be on vacation. I'm going to be up in Tennessee. So, at any rate, Thomas Jefferson, right? 25 minutes later. <laughs> so, the Declaration of Independence. I'm sorry. I, I, those of you that are new to the show, you'll come to understand that I go off on these tangents and I, and I kind of lose direction. And, uh, but it all kind of makes sense. Now, why, you might ask, why am I talking about the Declaration of Independence? Who really cares? It's Declaration of Independence, whatever. Well, I think, and this is interesting, whenever we talk about, um, Declar- you know, uh, the Bill of Rights, whenever we talk about the First Amendment, Second Amendment, whatever, we talk about, um, we talk about the Second Amendment, First Amendment mainly, right? And, uh, obviously, First Amendment speech, Second Amendment uh, firearms, right? And um, just on a side note, breaking news today, this is just kind of happening as this, as we were doing the show. This happened a couple hours ago. There's a uh, school shooting in Nashville, Tennessee. And um, the, uh, of course, a jet airplane is going to fly over the house. You know, I don't think that's anything to be concerned about. <laughs> but, uh, it's, uh, I, I don't know all the details. Evidently, six killed, including three children. Uh, the shooter, oddly enough, was a female. She's also dead. Um, so, <laughs> um, and, and this is how the, the news plays it. You know, this, this particular person. GOP, God's guns, anti-gays. This tragedy was so avoidable. Thank the GOP. Meanwhile... In DeSantis' stand, uh, Florida, uh, GOP, what? Open carry, no restrictions. Well, number one, that's not going to happen. They've pretty much nixed the open carry in Florida. It looks like it'll at least be concealed carry without a permit. But, you know, I would have preferred the open carry. I had my 1911 all shined up and ready to go, but whatever. The... The thing is, is oddly enough, as I'm getting ready to do this show, I'm going to talk about the Second Amendment. We're going to talk about Declaration of Independence and what that means for us. Here's a school shooting. Um, evidently, the girl um, had a few, one or two, of course, assault weapons. You know, so we're gonna we're gonna focus on the deadly AR. Um, so the the according to NPR. Three children, three staff members killed private religious school. The shooter was engaged by officer and is dead. The shooter was a 28-year-old woman armed with two assault-type rifles and at least one pistol. Um, so that story, we'll, we'll get more on that. So, you know, assault style. I don't know what that means. Uh, like I said, assault is a verb that means anything technically could be an assault style. I don't know what that means, assault style rifle. I, I assume where they're going is the deadly AR, right? But guys, if you don't if you've never shot a gun and you've never seen a gun other than the deadly AR they show on the news, assault style don't mean shit. That's kind of like uh, classifying a person as being bad because of the way they dress. Oh, that guy's dangerous. Look at the way he's dressed. 
Oh, that girl's a whore. Look at the way she's dressed. That dude's smart. He wears glasses. Right? Assault style doesn't mean anything. Assault is an action. Now, I can have an assault shovel. I got a bat over there. Uh, don't tread on America, Louisville Slugger. Got uh, made at the Louisville Slugger plant in Louisville, Kentucky. There's my assault bat. I'll salt the fuck out of you. Assault flat. I'm just looking around the DTOM studios. There's a salt flashlight. There's an assault picture frame. I got my assault whiskey glass here. Don, how would you assault somebody with that whiskey glass? Well, it's a pretty big-ass whiskey glass. I crack them in the head with it. I can take this fucking microphone and assault the shit out of you. Or I could just grab this gun behind me and assault the shit out of you, too. But if the one thing that's going to make this story kind of fade is the, is the woman aspect of it. But you'll hear about it for the next couple of days. But oddly enough, these things are happening more and more in red states. Tennessee, if I'm not mistaken, is an open carry state. So you'll have that and so on and so forth. But anyway, so in Congress on July 4th, and this is why I wanted to focus on the Declaration of Independence, because obviously we celebrate on the 4th of July our independence, right? Even though technically we were still at war, <laughs> But that's when the paper was written or signed or whatever. So we, I'm just going to go ahead and read this. We, uh, when in the course of human events, it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station in which the laws of nature and nature's God entitled them. A, <laughs> a decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them uh, to the separation. Real quick, guys, I don't know if you can hear the fighter jets flying. I'm not in Kiev. Not that there's fighter jets in Kiev. I'm not in battlegrounds. I don't even know if you can actually hear these jets. I can because they're a lot of shit. Where I live in Florida, conveniently enough, this week is an air show. So, evidently, I decided to record when they were going to start flying the fucking F-16 or the F-22 Raptors or whatever they got out there. So, bear with me. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, and they are endowed by the Creator with certain unalienable rights. I'm going to turn this music up a little bit, man. I'll drown out those uh, planes. <laughs> that among these are life, liberty, in the pursuit of whiskey, I mean, uh, happiness. That to secure these rights, governments are instituted. Now, this is what's important. When, when you read these documents, you have to pay attention to punctuation and capitalization. Okay? And, and that's what I'm going to get to the Second Amendment here in a little bit. But, okay. That is to secure these rights, comma, governments are instituted among men deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed, that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to, people to alter, alter, I'm sorry, or to abolish it and to institute new government laying its foundation on such principles and organizations, its power is such form as to them 
shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happy, happiness. Prudence, indeed, will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light or transient causes. And according, uh, accordingly, all experience hath shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer while evils are sufferable than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. But when long train, now this is important, but when a long train of abuses and usurpations pursuing invariable the same object um, invinces and designs to reduce them under absolute depotism. It is their right, it is their duty to throw off such government and to provide new guards for their future security. So, what does that mean? I'm asking because I don't have a freaking clue. No. When, when you read that, now you've got to understand the time. And this is what pisses me off about when you try to make an argument over the Bill of Rights. And when we talk about, generally when we talk about anything and we try to use the Constitution, we focus on the First and or the Second Amendments, right? And I'll get to those in a second. But no one pay attention no one really pays attention to the declaration of independence that's what i just read i didn't read the whole thing but that's the beginning paragraph and why is that important because this was written 20 years or maybe not 20 years it was like uh, 12 15 years whatever prior to the constitution constitution was 1789 i think so you're talking what 13 years right so why is that important? What does that mean to you? Now, you could read this and you could have a conversation with a liberal and a non-liberal person, okay? The best conversation to have would be to throw a libertarian in the mix, a Tea Party type person, because I think those people understand exactly what is written. If you talk to certain people, they're going to tell you that this document was written, obviously, because we are declaring our independence from England, right? But here's the key. So, where was I at? It is their right, their duty, show, the throw off such government. Um, such has been the patient sufferance of these colonies. Now, there, there, that sentence right there, and such is now the necessity which constrains them to alter their former system of government. That essentially, that sentence right there is essentially your declaration of independence. Okay? Prior to that sentence, it wasn't necessarily about the, the paragraph that I read, the liberty, life, happiness to secure these rights, governments are instituted among them, that, that part had really nothing to do with leaving England per se. What Thomas Jefferson 
was saying there is that we, the people, us, we are endowed. We are, we are given the right by God Almighty, right? You hear people say the Second Amendment is, uh, these rights are given to me by, by my God, okay? Whoever your God is, okay? Because also in the Constitution, it doesn't allow the government to assign a religion, so whoever your God is, whether it's God, Jesus, uh, Moses, you know, Muhammad, whoever, your God, these rights were given to you by God, your creator. It doesn't say God. It doesn't say Jesus. It doesn't say whoever. It's their creator that are endowed, given to them by their creator. Understand that with certain unalienable rights. Those rights are just. They are unarguable. They are what they are, right? That's what that means. These are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. In other words, you as an American citizen, no matter what color you are, no matter what nationality your parents are, no matter what religion you believe in or don't believe in, Regardless, you could be an atheist. I'm sorry, Mr. Atheist, Mrs. Atheist. You are still endowed by these rights by your creator because you were created. You didn't just fucking hatch out of a fucking shell. Okay? Life. That means you have the right to be alive. And that kind of brings up abortion and those types of things. Okay? Life. You have the right to live. Which means if you're a woman... And you get pregnant. You have the right to live. But you know who else has the right to live? That baby that you're carrying. They also now have inalienable rights given to them by their creator. Okay? Liberty. You have the right to, to be free. You have that right given to you by your creator. And the pursuit of happiness. You have the right to be able to pursue happiness that doesn't mean that you are going to be happy that doesn't mean you're going to live a fancy life in a nice house and be given money by the government that's not what that means you have the ability the ability to be able to pursue that so you can hopefully be happy okay but to secure these rights governments so congress senator presidents your governor, your local politicians are instituted, which means they are placed in power, okay, among men deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. We, we are the consent of the governed. We, we allow you to lead us. We the lowly, pissant Americans, the gun-toting, whiskey-drinking, God-fearing people, Americans, we allow you to be president, senator, congressman, governors, uh, school board members. We allow you to do that. How do we allow you to do that? We vote. Okay? That whenever any form of government... Now, mind you, he's not referring to England. He's referring to government period not any one in particular government he's referring to 
government. Okay? That whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people, us, me, you, the people, to alter or abolish it and to institute new government. What does that mean? That means if, in all honesty, what it means is J6, oh, it was an insurrection. Technically, what those people did was their attempt to alter or abolish and possibly institute a new government. That was what they were doing. It is their right as free Americans to be able to do that. Sorry to say, we forget about these laws and we crucify these people through the news. Laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety, happiness. Prudence, indeed, will dictate that government long established should not be changed for light or transient causes. That means if they piss you off for one minuscule second, it doesn't mean you can just, oh, this is bullshit, we need to get rid of them. That's not what that means. And accordingly, all experiences have shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer while evils are sufferable, uh, then right themselves by abolishing the forms in which they are accustomed. But when a long train, now here's the key, but when a long train of abuses and usurpations pursuing invariable the same object to, uh, evidence of a design to reduce them under absolute depotism, it is their right, it is their duty to throw off such government, okay? Up until that point, he's not necessarily referring to just England. He's referring to, I think in Thomas Jefferson's mind, he was writing this because he knew this country was going to be its own. He knew that America was going to be America. He wrote those words not to towards the crown of England. He wrote this for us. So why do you think it is that they don't teach the Declaration of Independence? Think about what I just talked about. Think about the words I just told you. Doesn't that get you a little fired up for all the bullshit we're having to deal with? How many times in the last couple of months have I said, when are we, the people, going to stop dealing with this bullshit. Our economy is going to shit. Because this government, and I'm not referring to just Joe Biden. I'm not just talking about Democrats. I'm talking about every single stupid motherfucker in Washington. When are we going to say enough is enough? Voting, obviously, does not work. Whether it's rigged, it's bullshit. It's whatever. Whatever whatever argument you want to make about voting, fine. I can probably get on board with each and every one of them. Because we can see that it's bullshit. 
So you have to ask yourself, when is it going to be our right of the people to alter or to abolish it and institute a new government? We have got to quit dealing with all this fucking bullshit. And furthermore, you get into the Bill of Rights. We're going to read these off one by one. So grab your coffee. No. Interestingly enough, and I, I didn't know this. I'll be honest with you. So I found a transcript of the uh, 1789 Joint Resolution of Congress. And they initially proposed, I don't know if you know this or not. Because when we talk about the Constitution, we talk about the Bill of Rights. The Bill of Rights are the first ten amendments to the Constitution. Now, obviously, there's 562 <laughs> amendments. But we talk about the, the Bill of Rights. Now, when the Constitution was first written, these were the ten that were going to be law at the time. Oddly enough, I don't know that you knew know this, and I'm not claiming that you're stupid because you don't, because I didn't know this, and I consider myself somewhat of a history nerd. But did you know there was actually 12 amendments to the U.S. Constitution? So, of the 12, obviously, only 10... Um, you know, passed. The first two, oddly enough, did not get ratified. I think the, I think the first one did eventually, you know, years and years later. Um, but the second one never, never did. So I'm going to actually read these in the order they were actually written in the Bill of Rights. Document that's on permanent display in the rotunda is the enrolled original joint resolution passed by Congress on September 25th, 1789, proposing 12, not 10, amendments to the Constitution. So, interestingly enough, we think of the 10, of ten uh, the Bill of Rights, the 10 amendments, right, as being what? First is what? First, first Amendment, right? Freedom of speech, right? Freedom of religion, freedom of the press, right? Wrong. <laughs> the First Amendment that didn't pass... Um, let's see. After the first enumeration required by the first article of the Constitution, there shall be one representative for every 30,000 until the number shall amount to 100, after which the portion shall be... So this was essentially about Congress and representatives, saying there would be only, only so many senators, only so many congressmen based on population. And like I said, that was eventually passed down the road. I think the reason it wasn't initially was, for some reason, I think there was people that couldn't get behind the fact there was going to be that many people living here. I, I believe. That's just my opinion. Uh, artic- uh, the second, second is freedom is guns, right? That's freedom to be able to shoot people, right? <laughs> no, actually, the Second Amendment is no law varying the compensation for the service of senators and representatives shall take effect until the election of representatives shall have intervened. Oddly enough, conveniently enough, I should say, that was never passed. Because, you know, we don't want to vary their paychecks. God forbid. Okay, so actually the Third Amendment, which is actually the First Amendment that we know, Congress should make no laws respecting an establishment uh, of religion or prohib- uh, prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech 
or of the press or the right of the people to peaceably assemble, peaceably assemble, let me read that again, peaceably assemble, and uh, to petition the govern governor or government for a redress of grievances. Um, the fourth article, which is what we know of the Second Amendment, and I'm not going to read all these. I really just wanted to get to this one. I'm going to read the Second Amendment, or technically the Fourth Amendment, but I'm going to read this as it was written, not as MSNBC or CNN or any of these cuck-faced motherfuckers want to talk about. This is as it was written by the drafters of our Constitution. Okay? And I'm going to break for commas. I'm going to explain to you what this means. And I'm going to dance around, and I'm going to explain the, the Democratic version, uh, the Joe Biden version, and the truth version. A well-regulated militia, comma, being necessary to, to the security of a free state, comma, the right of the people to keep and bear arms, comma, shall not be infringed. Now, you'll hear arguments. Well, you couldn't, Joe Biden, you couldn't have cannons back in, actually, you could, because they had just written the Second Amendment, and they understood that shall not be infringed means what it means. And then you'll have people say, oh, it's about having a regulated militia. Okay, well, what does that mean? Okay. Well, I think essentially, when this was written, you got to think, they just fought a war, and the army and, and what we know as the army now was in the process of being created. But when the Revolutionary War started, there was no formal U.S. Army. Okay. There was no formal U.S. Navy. There was no formal military of any kind. It was militias. It was your uh, Minuteman. Your those type. It was farmers that had guns. It was patriots. Okay. But when they wrote this, obviously it was after the fact. But the wording meant what it meant. A well-regulated militia is an army. Okay, regulated army. If you've ever been in the service, you understand what I mean by regulation, right? Comma. So in other words, we need this regulated militia, this army, this Marines, this Navy, this Air Force. We need these people to be regulated to the security of a free state. In other words, we need to make sure we have a military, a militia, to make sure that this country stays free. Also, comma, also, we need the people, me, you, not just the military, just the regular old Joe Schmoes, the, the quote-unquote Minuteman, as it were, to keep and bear arms with no argument shall not be infringed. Now, keep, I got guns, you got guns, we got guns, we all got guns. 
and bare arms. So technically, I shouldn't need DeSantis or any other governor to say that, yes, this state's an open carry. No, this state's not. Fuck that. It shall not be infringed. By law. Right? But what most of us do is we respect the law that we are talked to about. But technically, I should be able to own a 50 cal machine gun. Which, I mean, I can if you once you fill out all the proper paperwork and pay the fucking tax stamps and all that shit. But I should be able to own a tank and... Yeah, I should be able to own an F-14, F-16, F... You know, I should be able to do that. If I have the money to do that, I should be able to do that. Because it is my duty, it is our duty, to be able to do that. But I always find it interesting when we talk about the Second Amendment and Joe Biden's like, well, I got nuclear weapons. Well, what the fuck? You trying, to, you trying to initiate a war with us? According to what Thomas Jefferson wrote in the Declaration of Independence and what the framers of the Constitution wrote was that we should be equally armed to what our government is. And I guarantee you not a damn one of us has even come close to it. The difference is this. In my heart of hearts, I want to believe, I'm not saying this is the case, but I want to believe that the members of the military, men and women alike, however many people that number exactly is, I'm not going to try and look it up and find it, you know, whatever, that a portion of those people are red-blooded Americans. And even though you take an oath as a military person, I think you know right from wrong. Um, am I saying that if you're in the Air Force, you need to steal an F-22 and... You know, whatever, I'm not saying that. Um, this isn't North Korea or China where, or Ukraine for that matter, where you should engage your own people either. Regardless of what you're being told by your commanding officers. They do these... I'm not saying... Okay, I don't want to go down to Alex Jones road of saying school shootings are fake. I'm not going to say that. I think that pretty much everything you see happens. Now, whether the shooter is random and it just happened to be this chick in Nashville, 28-year-old, decided to go to a, a Christian school or whatever, a religious school, whatever kind of religion it was, and shoot three staff members and three kids randomly... I'm not saying that she, this person, didn't just randomly do that. Now, conspiracy theorists can say, oh, she was MK altered and she was this and she was that. Maybe she was, maybe she wasn't. Maybe we'll find out and there's going to be an ulterior motive. I also figure out that most of your mass shootings that we've dealt with in the last however many years, there's always a reason and the story fades. Um, if this girl... 28, she's a girl. I'm a lot older than that, so she's a girl. She's a young child herself. If she used the deadly AR-15, I know that the government, that Joe Biden and these, in particular, senators and Congress people, they don't care. They honestly don't care that this girl could have been mentally deranged and had something wrong with her. 
and they don't care realistically that she killed three innocent children and three innocent staff members for no apparent reason. I'm sure a reason will come out, but whatever. Um, it's if it's the AR-15, they're not going to care that these people died. They're not going to. They're not going to care. I'm sorry. No disrespect to the parents of the children, and no no respect to anybody that died. But I'm letting you know that your government doesn't give a shit. They're going to use this to push a narrative guarantee you and I'm, as I'm recording this I have no idea what news is going on right now because I'm recording but guarantee you it's 3.30 I'm going to finish my whiskey after this show and I'm going to bed I guarantee you when I get up at 11 o'clock tonight to go to work that I see on the news that Joseph R. Dipshit McGillicuddy has something to say about guns. Because didn't he just say last week about banning guns again? I don't think the guy can go a week without mentioning about banning guns. Guys, there's going to be school shootings. There's going to be mass shootings. Are they right? No, I'm not saying they're right. Are they done on purpose? I don't know. God help us if they are. What can you do as an American? Well, protect yourself. I can tell you one thing. I do not have a concealed carry permit in the state of Florida. But I can tell you this. When I go places, I have my gun. Because in the state of Florida, as of right now, they at least have the castle doctrine. What is that castle doctrine? Okay, essentially, wherever I'm at is my castle. If I'm at home, it's my castle. If I'm in my car, it's my castle. If you try to invade my castle, I'm just going to dumb it down for you quick and easy. Essentially, that's what it means. If wherever I am at, it is my castle. Whether it's my house, my car, my apartment, right? If you try to invade my castle, I have every right to defend myself. I do not have to turn and run. But bet your ass... When constitutional carry takes over, because it will, it will pass. It's already passed one level of the state house. It'll pass the other because the Republicans have a supermajority in both houses. DeSantis has already said he's going to sign it. It's going to pass. Um, would I rather seen it pass with open carry? Hell yeah. But nonetheless, bet your ass, my ass will be carrying my gun on the reg. Just to let you know. And it is your duty. Now, it doesn't mean, like, you can be hooting and hollering. I'm going to be a big old bad boy. I can carry a gun now. Woohoo! Yeah. I would rather have open carry. Why would I rather have open carry than concealed carry? Because then you know who has a gun. If you had, in my opinion, and I know this is really getting off the rails. This isn't an American thing. This is a Florida thing. This is just my opinion. In any state that has, I think every state should be allowed to have open carry. I think everywhere you should have open carry, it's in the fucking amendment. It's right there. Keeping bare, bare arms, not infringed. If you choose to conceal it, then you should have to have a permit. Why do I say that? Well, if I'm open carrying my gun, you can see that I have my gun. There it is. It's on his hip. He's got a gun. Now, do the police 
have a right or a duty to maybe inquire as to why you have that gun. I, I don't have a problem with that. Um, they probably don't have a right. But, you know, in all honesty, if you have nothing to hide, then what do you care? I mean, I guess the assumption could be made that uh, if you're brazen enough to carry the gun, then you have the right to carry it. But what about the ones you don't see? Because those people are already carrying the guns. <laughs> if they're not allowed to. I hate to say it. And they didn't go to the gun shop and buy them. They bought them somewhere else. So, anywho. I just thought it was interesting. On this day, Thomas Jefferson was elected to, uh, to the Continental Congress. On this particular day, 1775. D-Tom, 1775. Um, that I decided to talk about Declaration of Independence and tell you what it means. I just want to give you that hint in your head. The majority of our downloads come from this country. I know we have quite a few listeners from around the world and I appreciate you guys and I, and I also have to say this that even though you might be in Spain or England or Argentina or wherever you're listening to this from that you are listening to the show because the topic the title the title of the sh the podcast not this episode necessarily but the the, the, sh the podcast itself don't tread on America the Gaston flag piques your interest so I don't think that me talking about the Declaration of Independence, the First and Second Amendments, I, I assume you're all about that, even though you might not live here. My thing is this. We concentrate on the First and Second Amendments. Obviously, I could read the, the rest of them. I'm not going to worry about that. Um, we focus on those two particular amendments because they're the most used. Um, <laughs> but we never really talk about the Declaration of Independence. We celebrate it July 4th, whoo, fireworks, beer, you know, whatever. But we never talk about what the words are, what it means, and what are we responsible for. It's easy for me, one person, to sit here and say these things. It's going to take a lot more than me. Back in the 1774, Lexington and Concord, you've heard the term three percenters. And you've heard Oath Keepers. You've heard these terms lately. Three percenters, oh, these are three percenters. Oh, they're evil people. Okay, whatever. And back in the day, where did the term three percenter come from? Out of curiosity, if you know, raise your hand. Anybody? Bueller? in 1774 when all this shit was breaking loose the 3% it was only 3% of the population of the colonies believed that this needed to happen now mind you I don't know what the population was back then probably let's just say for shits and giggles it was a million people I don't think it was that much but let's just say it was a million people that means you had, what's 3%, 30,000 yeah, 30, people that agreed, that said, this we need to break away from these fuckers. They're taxing us to death. 
the stuff that we go through nowadays <laughs> from our government, whether it's your state, your local, your your uh, your federal government, God forbid you live in a state that you have city tax, state tax, and federal tax. But the things that we go through, we would have already been at war with this government. <laughs> the shit we went to war with over in Eng- you know against uh, the the crown was minute compared to what we're dealing with nowadays, realistically. And it was only 3% of the population. So you got to think. Granted, 3% nowadays would still be a pretty good chunk of people. You're talking 90-some-odd million people. But uh, that's not a lot of people back in the day. 3%, right? Um, But nonetheless, it is what it is. So if 3% back then could convince a nation to become one why can't we do it now just asking a question all right guys all i can tell you is this today is march 27th international whiskey day drink you up some whiskey uh be prepared guys i really don't know what's going on i don't know i said i hate to be right i've been right I've been right a a lot, scarily enough. Like I said, if you are so inclined and you have the extra time, go back to March 25th, 2022, last year, last March. Look up Project Sandman. If you feel like you want to listen to that, like I said, you can probably skip the first 10, 15 minutes. I am going to do some more more, um, um, information on that. I'm probably going to delve into that on Wednesday, barring anything major going on in the next couple of days so with that being said guys be vigilant be ready be prepared for whatever's coming up and uh, you guys have a great rest of your monday and i will talk to you again on wednesday have a great day